0: Thanks once again for joining us for another episode of the scranton talks podcast i'm so glad you can join us again for another episode are you an aspiring filmmaker do you love film or are you new to filmmaking scranton talks is the podcast for you it is full of inspirational informative and fun talks with other filmmakers about their projects and their journeys Scranton Talks is part of the Independent Film Creative Hub based in Scranton, Pennsylvania, hosts Luz Cabrales and Desiree Zelensky. Founded the Independent Film Creative Hub, which is geared to help filmmakers reach their potential in becoming successful creative artists. And I'm Desiree, by the way, if you haven't guessed it. Uh, We had a wonderful time chatting with the team behind the award-winning international web series, Strings Attached. Um, It was a feat in itself. I think this is our first really big international episode that we did. And it's a feat in trying to coordinate the best time for everyone to come on. (laughs) But we actually did it. And we had our wonderful local filmmaker and designer and screenwriter, Tony Susie, join us as guest host for this episode. As Luce was unavailable to attend the live broadcast of this particular episode. Because she's been hard at work at a lot of different projects she has going on. Uh, which we will be mentioning that and other fun events happening in Northeast Pennsylvania later in the episode. So be sure to pay close attention to that. And let me introduce our guests. Andy Wolf is the creator and executive producer of Strings Attached. And we have Lucinda Bruce, Jessica Hutchinson, and Marie Forrester who are executive producers of the series as well. Andy Wolfe is an award-winning actor, filmmaker, and senior motion editor based in the UK. He studied music, where he also discovered his passion for acting after performing in a well-received staging of Samuel Beckett's Crepes Last Tape. He later studied theater and advanced performance for two years in Ealing. He also studied screen acting with Mel Churcher at the actor's studio in Pinewood and worked with LA acting coach Joe Kelly as part of her Reset and Purpose group programs. Andy is the showrunner and originator and co-producer of the web series Strings Attached which swept up some nine awards at film festivals including best dramedy and best web series at the recent 2022 soul web fest. Next we have Lucinda Bruce. She is an award-winning Australian film producer with a background in acting, production, and broadcast. She has produced shorts, music videos, and several feature films that have completed the festival circuit and have been nominated for and won awards internationally. Some recent Projects include the wrestling documentary, 350 Days the Movie, which became one of Amazon's best-selling documentary films for a short time, and independent features such as The Party Bus, set for worldwide release later this year, and Evan Wood, which star- started its festival circuit run with a world premiere at the Santa Barbara International Film Festival and its first in-person screening at Dances with Films at the TCL Chinese Theater. Then we have Jessica Hutchinson, who is an award-winning actor, writer, producer, based in Melbourne, Australia. She has trained at Howard Fine, Australia, with Shane Connor and Kevin Harrington, Michael Kostroff in Impro Melbourne, the Melbourne Actors Studio, acting with Joe Kelly, screen acting with Jack Plotnick and Messiner, technique at Messiner, Melbourne. Jessica co-produced, wrote, and starred in the web series Strings Attached, which fun, Countless awards, she was part of the inaugural Vic Screen and Australian Writers Guild program First Break in 2022, and she received a scholarship through WIFT to train under Sue Maslin A.O. and Andrea Buck at the Compton School Creative Leadership Program in 2019. Beyond film and television, Jessica is an experienced motion capture performer and was voiceover talent for the video games Dead Static Drive, Storm Rend, and Puzzle Quest Three and then finally we have marie forrester Uh, marie forrester is an award-winning actor and filmmaker based in berlin germany she has extensive training and keeps expanding her craft by training in workshops and with coaches internationally her powerful performance as the traumatized lead character in election hunger in 2019 led to a nomination as best leading actress at the rome independent prisma awards her debut role on the primetime german television was Christina Schindler in the psychological thriller Sugar Love*, directed by Isabel Kleefeld in 2022. Uh, Marie has stepped into producing, writing, directing, as well as acting as part of the international web team who created this web series. Apart from her work for film and television, she is accomplished voiceover artist in video games, including Battlefield 2042. She is represented by Gunda Kingerdorf Management in Germany. So it was such a pleasure having this team and everyone on our strand talks and they have such a great vibe and it was so much fun um, having them on and a little bit about strings attached it's an award-winning international anthology series set within a fictional online dating site the series tells the stories of people looking for love and trying to connect during these disconnected times the show endeavors to go against expectations and challenges preconceptions of age race gender and culture Each episode plays with different genres, new characters, and features an unexpected flip or revelation. Things are not always what they seem in the world of online dating. So I hope you enjoy this episode where we talk with the creative team of Strings Attached. So hi everybody! How's it going? Thank you so much everyone for joining us bright and early for this Scranton Talks on a Saturday morning on the East Coast. My name is Desiree Zielinski and I am the co-founder of the Independent Film Creative Hub. I'm also the founder of NEPA Film Society, a local filmmaking community here in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I'm also the organizer of the Mystery Box Film Challenge and we have our special guest host with us. Joining us this morning is Tony Susie.
1: Hello, I'm filling in for Luz today. Hopefully to live up to the, <laughs> the great work that she does here. Um, I'm a longtime watcher of the the live one-time guests, and now first-time co-host. So, I'm um, local filmmaker and designer, and I've worked on a bunch of projects in the area and in the whole Northeast from a design standpoint. Um, so I'm excited to be involved and help co-host this uh, this great live that we have planned.
0: Yeah, we're so glad to have you, Tony. Um, Luce is hard at work with a couple of projects right now, so that's taking up her time, but we send her our best. And I hope everyone is doing well with their Mystery Box Film Challenge films. So we're coming down to finishing up here, but there is still time if you want to participate. Um, If you want to go to our Film Freeway page, that's where you can get all the information on the requirements and items that you have to use for this year's challenge. Um, we are here to help you if you have any questions or need assistance. It's a very fun and laid back challenge. We're not super strict. And as a reminder to submit your finished challenge films, if you are participating is to go to the film freeway page and it's a, a dollar fee to submit, but the regular deadline is November 1st and the late deadline is November 20th. And you may be, might be the one who gets the best of show award this year. And we gave out a cash prize and a certificate last year. Tony, you want to talk about it a little bit, what you're
1: yeah, for sure. I participated in the mystery box the last I say like four or five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last three years, three years ago, I was I was actually uh, fortunate enough to be on the the winning team, um, writing, directing the the film that won the best show. And then additionally, last year I uh, was helping to produce and be the, I was the cinematographer on the the best of show winning film. So it was uh, it's always a great experience to get out there make a film that film that you've been wanting to make. Um, it's a good uh, challenge to try and get it within the time frame, gather all your resources and get out there and interact with other filmmakers. So uh, filmmakers get doing it, get finishing it and, uh, and and get them in. And it's, that way you, you know, you get meet all the requirements. There's an opportunity to potentially have it up on the, you know, in the NEPA film fest and have it screened in front of a, an audience. So that's a great thing and, and something that you don't always get. So uh, get going. We're excited to see them. So, Yeah.
0: Every, uh, if you guys make, a challenge film, we do show them at the Northeast Pennsylvania Film Festival, which will be happening in April of next year um, at the Waverly Community House. So that'll be fun. Um, next, we have our NEPA Film Society Indie Filmmaker Meetup that's happening at Backyard Ale House this time on October 29th at 1230. It will be our last meetup for the year, and we hope to come back ready in January of 2023. Um, this is a casual event to come together, hang out, network for all the film enthusiasts and filmmakers here. In Northeast PA and beyond. So that's happening towards the end of the month. Uh,
1: yeah, then additionally, um, what Luz is hard at work on, there's another great event that's happening on October 22nd. That's a Saturday, and that's Palette, the Children's Arts Festival and Show Screening. Um, so it's an art fest that starts at 12. And the screening of the show will be at 3 p.m. They'll have a fun day in be, in before the screening of different types of art forms and demonstrations by artists that are profiled in the actual show. Uh, so that'll be really exciting. As with every uh, Scranton Films event, there's, you know, a red carpet, the photo booth, refreshments, mm-hmm. popcorn, you know, just tons of fun art-related activities. Uh, and the cast, I believe, will be there as well. So, you know, it's all kid-friendly, and uh, and it, but it's really for all ages. So, you know. Don't, just whether you're two or to 82, like it's a great, <laughs> great thing to be out and show up to the community and uh, the local, not only the local film community, the local arts community. And it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a great time. So uh, yeah, just hope to see yeah, you bring, all there. Yeah, bring local, kids, bring your,
0: grandkids, your, for sure. your friends. Everyone's going to be great. And everyone's been hard at work who's been Congrats to Luz and everyone on the team for doing that. It's been, it's going to be great. And some one more thing that's happening today it's the NEPA Horror Fest 2022, 13 short films. Um, it starts at 12 o'clock today at the Circle Drive in in Dixon City. That's an afternoon event uh, if you want to get your horror fix for the time of October here. And the films start at 9 o'clock. So that's happening today if you don't have anything going on, so head up to the NEPA Horror Fest. Um, I think that covers everything that's going on, which is great yeah. stuff happening here. But we're here. Um, we're so excited to have the executive producers of Strings Attached here. Uh, Strings Attached is an award-winning international anthology series set within a fictional online dating site. The series tells the stories of people looking for love and trying to connect during these dis- disconnected times. The show endeavors to go against expectations and challenges, preconceptions of age, race, gender, and culture. Each episode plays with different genres, new characters, and features, and an unexpected flip or revelation. Things are not always what they seem in the world of online dating. So, we're going to show the trailer in just a minute. Bear with me. I'm bringing it up. And we're yeah. going to bring in our guests.
1: Yeah, I just want to say, you know, we're excited. For this actual show today, we have the executive producers um four executive producers, and we'll intro them after but uh we have Andy Wolf, Lucinda Bruce, Jessica Hutchinson, and Marie Foster here so uh so yeah, check out the trailer and then we'll jump into the conversation
0: pretty pretty after. much our first international show, which is exciting, yeah and great, so we'll show the trailer so we're gonna bring on Jessica Hutchinson, Lucinda Bruce, Andy Wolf, and Marie Foster. So glad and so thankful you guys can join us. You guys are coming from all over the world. Um, So I'm so glad you guys could be here and um, we're going to get started. So I think we're going to go around the horn if Tony wants to get started with us.
1: Yeah. So uh, we'll start with Andy. And Andy Wolf is an award-winning actor, filmmaker, and senior motion editor based in the UK. He studied music at university and has worked on a variety of projects, uh, as well as in the theater and film, uh, he's also a showrunner and originator of Strings Attached, as well as a executive producer. And uh, this show swept up nine awards at film festivals, including Best Drama and Best Web Series at the recent uh, 2022 Soul Web Fest. So, uh, multi-talented. Everybody here seems to be very multi-talented. Yeah, so definitely. we're excited to get into that. Um, additionally, uh, Lucinda Bruce is an award-winning. Australian film producer with a background in acting, production, and broadcast. Uh, she's produced many different kinds of short films, music videos, and several feature films that have been in the festival circuit and nominated for awards awards, and won awards internationally. Um, one of the recent projects is 350 Days of the Movie, which became one of Amazon's best-selling documentary films for a short time, as well as independent features such as The Party Bus, which is set out for a worldwide release later this year, and Evan Wood uh, from 2021, which started its festival circuit. Uh, run at the world premiere of the, in the Santa Barbara International Film Festival. So its first in-person screening will be at Dance with Films at the TCL Chinese Theater as well. So excited to have you too.
0: Yeah, and then yeah. we have Jessica Hutchinson, is an award-winning actor, writer, and producer based in Melbourne, Australia. She's also experienced in motion capture performer and is, was voiceover talent for video games such as Dead Static Drive, Storm Ren, and Puzzle Quest 3. And then finally with we have Marie Forrester. She's an award-winning actor and filmmaker based in Berlin, Germany, and we just saw her in Strings Attached as well. So, um, we'll get started, and I think we'll start with Andy. Um, tell us your journey and how you got started.
2: Right there. How long have you got? <laughs> 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 I'm
3: going stick to Five seconds. Okay. Five <laughs> seconds. Andy, <laughs> tell us your life story in five seconds. Go. Go. <laughs>
1: Oh, did he get frozen? Uh, no, he, he may have been frozen. There was too much information that was about to come. <laughs> yeah, play, so. it
3: overloaded the internet.
0: <laughs> well, we can go over to Lucinda if you want yeah. to. Oh Tell no! And- and Andy gets back
3: on. I've got five seconds as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> um. I oh, look! I've always wanted to be in in film. I've loved it ever since I was little. I've performed ever since I was little sung and dance and all sorts of things but about 10 years ago i volunteered to do behind the scenes photography for a short film after moving to vancouver in canada and ended up producing it and it's just gone on from there i've um i got a couple we got a couple of awards for the short film that led to my first feature film and it's just kind of steamrolled from there now i've done um i think 15 film feature films and and a ton of short films and stuff, and and um, yeah, just I, I love it. You know, I'm, I'm producing now, and um, it's very different because I started off wanting to be an actor. Um, but uh, I love producing. It's just so much fun. It's um, varied. It's challenging. Um, you you still you learn something new every time you do do a, f- a film or a project. So yeah, it's just it's great fun. I love it.
1: Awesome. We'll just keep going around and see. uh, Hey, Jess, you want to give us a little bit of your background and how you got into it.
4: Sure. Ah, gosh. I've been, my gosh, a a performer for as long as I can possibly remember uh, and acting for almost 20 years now, portraying my age ever so slightly. Uh, (laughs) And this is, The Strings Attached is the second project I've ever produced, but the first being a short film uh, back in 2019. I always had very good organisational skills, and so I thought, oh, can't be that hard right maybe I should just give that a go and uh have learned an awful awful lot along the way of just how not easy it is but it's also very rewarding and fun uh my first love will always be acting and and writing screenwriting but I have enjoyed being a producer along the way as well and this particular project has been the the best opportunity to stretch my my skills in all kinds of directions yeah
0: that's great And then finally, Marie.
5: Yeah. Speaking of stretching skills, yeah, I feel like the same thing happened to me. I'm a classically trained German actress and then I got involved into what was first a short film uh, that then turned into a series and it's been a hell of a ride. It's been a lot of fun and the only things that I had gotten to write and direct before were showreel scenes for colleagues who approached me and that I still do but working on a whole series and producing something is very different and it's Wonderful and it's um empowering and a lot of fun.
0: That's great. And we got Andy back.
5: <laughs> Yay!
2: Yay. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. my, earlier on I was like being all smug about oh, the internet here is really good compared to
1: Australia. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah,
0: we, uh, that, we were just talking about the wonders of internet yeah. connections in Australia.
1: Now there's just more <laughs> eager anticipation for the tale <laughs> though, Andy. So we're mm. excited. <laughs> so where did i get to when
2: i was cut out siamese cat right so my first name yeah oh, Siamese okay. <laughs> um so yeah i started out I, I loved your introduction by the way i'm thinking of like i'm just going to record that and play it before i meet everyone because <laughs> it was really lovely thank you um yes yeah, so i started out in music um studied music at university um And I did a bit of, my first bit of acting there, mainly because I had the option to do 10,000 word essay or put on a short play. Um, So that was my first taste of acting, really loved it, but I was in the middle of a music degree and first person in my family to go to university. So I wasn't gonna, about to bail in the middle. Um, So I retrained in quite late. I came to acting quite late in my thirties. I was like, I really, I've been meaning to do this. Retrained at a theater um got some uh, some of the training there involved writing short scenes so i got involved in writing a bit then um later i got into film um just you know trying to sort of like find a, a a foot in the door lots of indie films read lots of good scripts read some terrible scripts um but i i did really feel that i clicked with actors more than i had with music i spent most of my sort of like formative years and and into my early 20s around musicians i just felt as soon as i got involved in acting actors and, and filmmakers specifically i really kind of clicked with um and then in the meantime i become uh, a freelance um motion designer um and editor so yeah so that sort of led me to where I'm today and this project i know we're going to talk about it more mm-hmm. later i just wanted a potted intro but that sort of tied together all of these various strands of, of random stuff that i've done throughout my life
0: yeah i think that's awesome. really great so like i know i think it's a great story to tell people that you don't have to it's not too late to go after something if you started on down mm-hmm. one path and it's like maybe you're in your 30s or your 40s, but you are interested in something else, it's never too late to go down another path. That You can be involved yeah, in many different things and see where the path takes you, but that's fantastic. So how did you guys all ultimately meet to do Strings Attached? It's like you're all like you have, we're on Australia. On a Jordan,
2: dating site.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we all met on a dating site. So, uh, we're all dating each match. other. No, no we, we, didn't, we didn't. <laughs>
3: we just all started dating each other and then that was oh. it you know
2: yeah just a, it just just was obvious from there that we should make sure that it. no um that's not what happened um <laughs>
1: just to so, clarify yeah. We, yeah. yeah
2: yeah yeah just just in case anyone thought that. no <laughs> so um we uh, me myself jess and marie um all worked with um an l a acting coach called jo Kelly who's really lovely and she does um online remote courses um for freedom in acting various other things purpose purposefulness and and stuff like that so we met via they have a very sort of via uh, a uh, very active Facebook group and people upload stuff, upload scenes you're doing, upload exercise you're doing relating to the classes. And so I've been a part of this community for a little while in without going into too much detail. I was actually in the one of the people being coached in the recorded online course mm-hmm. for, for Joe. So um that so those guys kind of randomly knew me through that and then I was interacting still on the Facebook thing. And, um yeah, so that's how we met, <laughs> basically. Um. Anything,
0: anything to add, Marie and Jess?
2: <laughs> I mean, I, wanna, I wanted to add, so
4: so that's how Andy, Marie and I met, but then I actually met Lucinda in a completely different way, which was <laughs> during 2020 uh, the American film market was held online. So normally it's held in person. Is it in Santa Barbara, Luce? Where is Santa it Monica. Santa Monica. Monica. Yeah. I knew it had Santa in the name of it. Anyway, so, <laughs> yeah, normally normally it's held in person every year, but because of the pandemic, that was the first time they decided to hold it online. And uh, a producer colleague of mine here in Australia recommended that I buy a ticket to, to go and attend it virtually because you just never know who you might meet. Great networking opportunities and you would learn a lot, you know, as, a, as an indie emerging producer to, to go to something like that. And so I thought, oh, why not? I'll spend the money. And I did. And then randomly joined an a online table because they had like a virtual conference set up where there were different tables and you could go and just hang out with people. And I sat down at this table and heard this Australian accent and went, oh, are you, are you Australian? And she's like, yeah, hey, it's Lucinda. And I'm like, oh, where are you? And she's like, oh, I live over here. And I'm like, that's two hours from where I live. How come I've never heard of you in my life? You sound really impressive and cool. You be friends for life because I think I, so cool. I love you now. And uh, and so that's how we met. We, we basically we met at this conference and she hasn't been able to get rid of me since. But then when we were working I've
3: tried. I've tried, we
4: have in really Will works. the
1: collaboration <laughs> <into existence. laughs> yeah. yeah,
4: and then, then, when we were working on Strings Attached, I think it was, it was early 2021, we were starting to get a bit serious about, you know, what we wanted to do with the show once it was complete, even though we were nowhere near be- being complete at that point in time, uh, and I remember talking to Annie <clears> Marie about how I just met this amazing producer last year, and she's really great, and she's got you know, fantastic connections, you know, when it came to distribution and all kinds of things and uh, it'd be amazing to have someone of her calibre and experience come on board just to help support the show and Andy and Marie said, yeah, let's meet her. And then they did the same thing that I did, which was within five minutes of meeting her, they went, oh, my God, we love her. Where has she been our entire lives? We need to keep her forever. And so that's how we all came together. And now I can't
3: get rid of any of them. (laughs) 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 Yeah. No, it's good fun.
0: Fun.
1: It's it's fun. Oh, it's been fun. No, it's, it's, it's great. Cause that's, it's wonderful to see. Cause things happen like that here as well. Like, yes, you know, you work on a project in one capacity with somebody and they're like a PA or like a side thing. And then it's like the next one, you're full on collaborating with them as like a co-writer or something like that. So it's good to see that it, it expands internationally as well. So, um, yeah. Yes, that's all great.
3: thanks to AFM. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll have to remember that, which um, is great,
3: and it's a great thing. I think that any any budding sort of filmmaker that wants to get a, a taste of what you know the business side of the film industry is like that's something that you should attend without any expectations or hopes of getting your film financed or distributed, but just attend for the experience. It's a great experience.
0: Yeah, it's definitely something we'll have to look into. Definitely, I'm going to look into certainly. So with strings attached. Um, we did see the trailer. It looks very fun and interesting. So how did how did you come up with the concept of the story and what was the inspiration for it, essentially? Anyone um, wants to take that? Like...
3: <laughs> okay, I will. No, okay. wait, no, I didn't come up with it. So, <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so yeah, it, it had a bit of a, a weird kind of um, inception, I suppose. So it was in the first lockdown like everybody across the planet and went into lockdown um work died off and every like everyone else I was like what am I going to do I need to do something mm-hmm. no acting there was no editing yeah. um, bouncing off the walls because I like to always be doing something as well I, the worst thing you can do with me is, is boredom um so I saw um an online competition at the BBC which you probably know is the Broken Biscuit Company, um, and uh, they—that's <laughs> not what it actually all? is. <laughs> yeah.
3: Andy,
4: I've never heard that term for the BBC no, before in my <laughs> <alive. laughs>
3: Never either. That's that was so hilarious. I love I, it. I heard
2: that because I'm, I think it was someone I worked with said <laughs> their dad worked to the BBC the years, and he kept bringing biscuits from leftovers from meetings. <laughs> and he told her that he worked at the Broken Biscuit Company that's why got all these <laughs> um, but I digress <laughs> so anyway the, so, so, so the, it was in the they have like a writer's room bit on the BBC website it's worth having a look at anyone who's interested in writing um, and they have competitions lockdown that happened so they said send us your 10 minute um, lockdown scripts it just has to be based over video conferencing it could be about anything minimum of two actors maximum of four so i was like oh that's really cool yeah that will give me something to do um and i think what must have happened because my brain was a bit all over the place with oh it's the end of the world um where are the biscuits um and uh, I, I and all of, the
1: biscuits are broken I, yeah exactly <laughs>
2: like my soul um so i I got the date wrong, basically. I For some reason, I put it in my diary, but I put, like, a, a week's difference. So I'm, I missed the deadline for this thing. But in the meantime, I got really into this idea because I thought, well, what could happen online? I thought, well, okay, online dating. And there was also – I think it was also partly in my head because there was something I'd written when I was studying theatre. I'd come up with an idea for um, a, a stage – a, a minimal stage thing based around speed dating, you know, traditional speed dating, because I just thought um, I, I had this idea in my head of like this really socially inept guy, not based on anyone I know, <laughs> um, who, uh, who just has these series of bizarre characters opposite him, taking him completely the wrong way and getting offended by him just, you know. Um, so I think that was in my head as a background to it. Video-wise, I was like, yeah, well, it's a two people opposite each other. It could happen, and maybe there's a video dating site where it's predominantly, you have to communicate via um, video dating. And then, yeah, I, I wrote this little script. And after the BBC thing fell through, it was kind of how I'd written it. I felt it needed to be more than 10 minutes anyway, so I don't think I would have fit in, in with their criteria. So... I hadn't thought about it. I thought, well, I could make this anyway because I'm, I'm an editor. Um, and we've all got these really amazing iPhones that just started to like produce 4K not long before that and, and 25 frames per second. Yeah. to you get a filmic look. I'd already had to play with some iPhone footage as part of my work and make it look more film like, add some grain onto it and, and color correct it in a way that as best you can anyway for, for I think mm. so I thought great I'll go to my acting group um on the Facebook acting group and say hey who wants to get involved in this um did a table read and Marie and Jess were involved in that um there was a third character um, and a guy from the group who got involved who we ended up recasting for, it's a long story, but we we had to get to someone else eventually <laughs> and reshoot his part. Um, but uh, it, yeah, they the guys enjoyed the script, and I was like, yeah, let's just do it. If you guys got iPhones, great. Let's sorry. I sh- maybe I should be just saying fruit based um, fruit based devices. Maybe I shouldn't be sort of advertising. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a fruit based device? And the guys did. So um, we went ahead and filmed. Um, the the pilot, which was initially because I was quite still quite new to writing, um, it was it was very long. It was like twenty minutes. It didn't need twenty minutes, so we eventually we cut it down. But yeah, anyway, in the process of filming that remotely, we had to overcome a lot of difficulties, which we'll get to write now. Um, and we all sort of bonded quite well then because we had to recast the chap who would initially agreed to be in it and okay. had some technical difficulties then didn't want to reshoot so we had to advertise because there's no one else in the group who fitted for various reasons in in, in our acting facebook community so we ended up going on to places like star now and mandy and yeah. advertising for actors and then we had to look at them suddenly we're casting which I've never had to do before, which was really interesting. Um, And we found someone, we found someone who was really good, who could act against what we'd already shot because we liked what we'd already shot with um, Marie and Jess actually in it as well, as you know. Um, And yeah, it kind of worked out. But at the end of that process, um, we'd all really bonded as as a team and we've got you know having to do things like the casting and and, and coordinating stuff and all that was a lot of a, a lot more involved than people and certainly than i imagined anyway um and i think it was jess wasn't it you came we had a and you were like this could kind of, we could have some more episodes of this couldn't we it's could be, this premise of like you know two or more people via this dating site it could be episodic so we kicked it around a bit and those guys wrote marie wrote german episode jess wrote what we used to call the australian episode that was actually filmed in norway and germany so yeah i'll I'll let someone else pick up from there
5: (laughs) (laughs) marie do you want to go ahead uh yeah so then Jess wrote an episode and I wrote an episode, and we get into the idea of making it as international as possible. So we reached out to people um, who were all as well in lockdown, which was good for us. (laughs) Everyone had time. And it was um, basically the idea was to find people from different cultures and in different languages who would want to write for us and develop stories with us that could fit into the world of online dating and this website um, that we had already created. So we did and uh, they pitched ideas and we worked with wonderful creatives and then we developed the thing from there. I mean, that's, that's the short version, right? So I think what's, What's special about it is that every episode had a different writer, in some cases, different director as well. That kind of varied, but um, all the stories were developed individually with us being like, um, yeah, showrunner Andy and also script editors working with people on their ideas and making sure that all these ideas and languages and different cultures that we wanted to be a part of it kind of fit into the same world. Yeah, that's fantastic.
2: No, oh, the one uh, kind thing of... to as well as. No. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sure. I, I told yeah. you I didn't stop talking, didn't I? Um, no, <laughs> <sorry>. it's Okay. <laughs> the, the one other thing to to add is as well as we decided, okay, it's going to be a series, um, we also put a lot of work into. um I, I wrote like an overall story arc of, well, we had to write down the rules of that world because, you know, some if, if someone put in one of the scripts, oh, I left swiped on someone. It's like no, you don't have swiping in strings attached. I knew that in my <laughs> head for some reason, but they didn't. So we had to just write down a technical kind of like not just filming technical, but technical what this, what happens in this world, what you can and can't do. Then I came up with a larger background story that's hinted at, and you know, if Touchwood we get funding for a season two, there's there's like a. I won't say sci-fi, but it, yeah, it get, there, there's an underlying undercurrent. Um, and the writers were great because some of them really took that idea and ran with it and put in little hints to um, what n- might be really going on.
1: Awesome. Yes. From a producing standpoint, you talked about a lot of like the challenges of, of making this remotely and, and kind of on a shoestring budget, but like I'm going to kind of throw it over to... Jess or Lucinda of like coordinating everything and producing everything and making sure that all the, like, it's a great big overarching story and you have a lot of great actors as well. How do you set about starting to produce that essentially? Go for it, Jess.
4: Ah, thanks, Luce. Uh, (laughs) I couldn't couldn't have sounded more Australian as I said that too. Um, So so one of the best things that I think uh, was up all of our sleeves in terms of skill sets was just our desire to try and keep this process as, organized as possible in a way that made sense and so particularly when it comes to uh to time zones and to making sure that you know if one of us is asleep and the other person is awake uh how are we gonna you know make sure that stuff that needs to get done gets done how we're we gonna make sure that we don't lose track of things we just came we just very much relied heavily on i don't I don't want to do an advertising forum, but I am. Uh, Google, Google was the best thing ever. Google Drive, Google Docs, Google Spreadsheets. That was the thing that kept everything ticking along for us. So we have this really beautiful file system that we have online with Google Drive that tells us, you know, where everything is saved. And we have a meeting document that I think is, last time I had a proper look at it was over 140 something pages because we've recorded every single meeting that we've ever had on it where we've listed all of our to-dos for the week ahead, where we've listed all of the things that we've discussed. We can keep note of all of the decisions that we've made on things like episode order or things like, uh, you know, we need to, to get in touch with these people to follow up this thing or that thing. Who wants to take care of that? It's that person. Oh, we need to... Query this piece of the this distribution form for the sales agent. How are we going to keep track of that? You know, mm-hmm. everything is is kept organized in this Google Drive and in our Google documents uh, to make sure that we were able to coordinate everything effectively uh, for the entirety of the shoot and the every aspect of production, post production, pre production, casting. Uh, everything is is being very diligently managed online via. <laughs> cloud storage and Google. Thank you, Google. I love you, Google.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Everything's Google.
1: So, so Please give us money for like, another
5: yeah. season, <laughs> Google. Yeah, yeah give, us, give us money for season two, Google. We love you.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, you're talking about, like, possibly getting some grants. Like, what kind of fundraising specifically did you do in the beginning and what are you hoping for with fundraising?
4: Okay. Uh, wow. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Uh, fundraising I mean we I say wow because like I think about everything that we've achieved and we've pretty much achieved it on a shoestring money coming out of our own pockets kind of budget you know Mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot of um there wasn't any fundraising that we really did before this show got started because we all just wanted to put our time and effort into making something while we were in lockdown and the other thing being that you know, a lot of the creatives that worked on this project were in the same position as what we were. You know, we were all in various stages of lockdown over the last two years. In Australia, we had lots of them. In other countries around the world, they didn't have as many, but, you know, we were all at various points in time unable to work creatively because of the restrictions that were going on. And so every creative that donated their time and effort to this project really did so because they were passionate about what we were trying to achieve and wanted to be a part of it. Um, that being said, you know, if we are able to sell the show and, and you know, it does well. You know, everyone who has been involved in the project knows that they're not, you know, going to be completely cut out of the pie uh, with the way things are going. You know, we've always been very upfront and honest with our creative team that, you know, as much as we would love to be able to pay them upfront, it wasn't a possibility this time around. But that's why we're looking at different funding streams and uh, ways of potentially sourcing uh, investment for a second season because we've we've really enjoyed this and we're open to exploring all options.
2: Yeah, we, we did pay our actors uh, uh, we a, did. a minimal kind of like a thanks here's a few quid you can go out and get a few drinks <laughs> but we <laughs> yeah. also we, we we sorted out contracts with them as well so it's like okay so you're getting x amount now which I know is not a lot but if we manage to sell the show, and if there's anything left after our expenses, then you know here's a decent um, day rate that you'll you'll get back maybe later on, <laughs> just for, as, as a goodwill thing as well. Do you know what I mean? Because if we don't, we may well not make any money out of it. We didn't really do it to make money. Um, we exactly. did it just to, mm-hmm. to be creative, yeah. But, yeah. but that also brings us to a really ourselves.
3: Yeah, but that brings us to a very important point: is contracts. Are very important, uh, regardless of what level of filmmaking you're at um and there's there's various sort of places and sources that you can get contracts from, but it doesn't have to be extensive or complicated. just make sure that the basics are in there and you know always do contracts a- around any projects that you're doing and working on and um it's imperative to protect yourself and to protect the people that are helping you out
4: and i I think that's also one of the reasons why you know what we, we we talk about this a little bit too is because everyone who's been an indie filmmaker knows how hard it is to get anything made whatsoever and they know how difficult yeah. it is to be able to, to to get funding for anything to raise investments um and and we've all worked for free you know god countless times on all kinds of different projects you know so it's it's something that I think uh, is important for us to acknowledge as well because you know we, we, we've won some really incredible awards with this show and I think it's proof that you know you don't have to have a budget of millions and millions of dollars to have a show or a, a film that resonates with audiences and, and means something to the people who are watching them because we were able to achieve what we have on effectively passion and time and in-kind resourcing amazing
5: i also feel like uh, one of our advantages was that we didn't know what we were getting into when we got started and that was a big plus i don't know if at the beginning of lockdown i would have made a commitment for like two and a half years now i might have been like oh no this will you know this will be over soon and i will go back to whatever i was doing before <laughs> um, and i also feel like it's a good thing that we kind of uh, decided things as we went so with every new level there were new opportunities, but also new obligations the contracts were a big deal. I remember having sleepless nights over that hearing up money time zones like um, Organizing this is it's so much work and it's very beautiful. And I think it's a good thing that we didn't know how much work it was going to be when we get started, but we, we figured it out along the way, which is why in the beginning we didn't do any fundraising because we didn't know what we needed. Right.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's the same. I think, it I think you can do, um, any project is like, hopefully people out there, don't let the money stop you from doing something if you have a passion project. If you can find people who are passionate about it as you are, who are just wanting to be creative and make something and have a passion for filmmaking and anything else, then you can really do anything. But Andy, you wanted to say something?
2: Um, oh, no, the only thing I was going to say as well, I, I, obviously a big help was that we, we had editing in, in the team because that's, you know that could have got really difficult. I'm trying to sort of get someone to do that on It's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: It does help to be multi-talented and multi-skilled and across several different sort of talent sets mm. if possible. Um, you know, it, it, particularly in, the, in sort of independent sort of projects and, and such, it, it helps tremendously. So, you know, you've got to build a good team around you and have – like you say, people who are passionate about it, you know, they'll give 150% regardless of whether they're getting paid or just getting a credit or whatever, um, which brings me back to the point that contracts are just as important than, <laughs> if not more than ever. Yeah, no, <laughs> even totally it, <laughs> Make sure everybody's on the same page. Yeah. That's it, you know. Even if it's your best mate, do a contract, you know, just protect yeah. each other. And it, it's not about it's not about trying to kind of trick take one over. It's just about protecting everybody that's involved and everybody that wants to help because you want to make sure that those passionate people who do put in 150%, who do give their time because they love film and they just want to make film, you do want to make sure that they, you know, get rewarded for that passion, you know, for that commitment, for that effort, you know, at some point in their career. So, you know, it's always good to sort of make sure that you're looking after everybody, which is why, I do push contracts, contracts, contracts a lot.
0: Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Tony,
1: did you want to say something? Yeah, no. It, it's great to hear the ins and outs of the production side and such. Um, I kind of, I'm, I'm a little bit more curious as well about like the thinking behind the stories that are in there, and, and kind of how you feel that this was the sort of story you wanted to tell, uh, as far as like it surrounding love and connection. Like, why did you think this it was important to tell this story? I guess we'll start with Andy since he originated it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: it yeah. I, I guess. Um, I I think what was really always I've I've said this a few times. What, what really um, is quite I think poetic or uh, ironic ironic um, if you're talking to Alanis Morissette um, is the <laughs> <laughs> that in probably the most disconnected times we've had worldwide um, we managed to create something that has connected to people across the globe in different across the globe in different languages and uh, cultures and some episodes being filmed in literally three different continents you know so I, th- I think that in itself is quite in- yeah that that even now more so now that sort of connection is more important than ever and come as we're coming out of various lockdowns hopefully um, and it's gonna you know just improve to get back to normal i think the thing that a lot of people are taking away from it i was to someone recently is um that it's connecting with people is even seems even more important now And finding your community and your tribe both locally and now online as we have found, I mean, we, uh, us, the three of us who, who were involved from the start, um, met for the first time a couple of months ago in person mm-hmm. after two years of working
1: together. Yeah, wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's anything with what's happened over the last two years, it's like how mm-hmm. connected we all are, even though we're on different countries and continents, that we're all really connected in some way and everything affects the other person or affects the other country in some way, which is very interesting. Um, So speaking, like how, like, if you want to go around the horn, like how, what are some ways that you guys stay creative, Um, especially during these lockdowns? It's like, you're doing nothing essentially. And it's like, how do you stay creative? Like your top thing that you want to stay creative. You want to get to Jess first and go around the horn.
4: Sure. Uh, I think the thing that works best for me is collaboration. So I'm always, I always prefer to work alongside other people or bounce ideas off other people. Uh, I'm okay to work on things on my own, but I start to go a little bit cuckoo if I can't uh, if I can't sort of have that back and forth, even if it's just, you know, to say, oh, I've been working on this idea and I'm I'm sort of stuck at this point and all of this has happened in the story. So now I'm not sure what to do here. Then someone will usually say to me, oh, you should do this. And I go, like, oh, amazing. And I can then keep going and I can keep writing whatever it is. So the ways that I stay creative when uh, when the going gets tough is I, I, I tend to sort of follow whatever spark is lit in me at that moment in time. So even if I've got a script that I've been working on for every year or something, if there's another idea that comes to me and sparks at me and nudges at me and gets really persistent and like, wait, it's me. You need to work on me right now because I'm really interesting. I usually just have to follow my passion and my interest and and follow what that story is about. Uh, And then I watch an insane amount of just film and television because I love it so much. It's how I unwind. It's how I, you know, get my brain to work a bit differently and creatively and it's, it's, uh, it's the way that I continue to feel connected to the creative film community around me too
3: is by watching stuff. That's how I stay creative.
0: It's great. I
3: got to Lucinda next. Um, well, for me, it was it was interesting because um, before the pandemic, um, I was very busy. I was traveling between LA and and here, back and forth, quite a lot. And I had shot just shot a film, feature film, in LA before this whole thing sort of hit the fan. And what it, it, trying to stay busy, it, it wasn't really a problem for me. Um, I had about thirty projects in development. Um, in various stages of development and pre-production and stuff like that. So obviously they couldn't get filmed, any of them, but they were all uh, there were quite a few of them that um, were just purely in that development stage of of working with writers and getting them written. and and Jess knows we've worked on a couple of projects like that as well. And it actually gave me time to do that, which I didn't have as much of before, and I'm not complaining. At all, because it's very luxurious, being able to travel back and forth and, and go to other countries and such, which not a lot of people get to do. But um, it really gave me time to actually chill for a bit and focus on story, focus on developing, focus on packaging content and pitching content, and um, instead of constantly sort of being back and forth or being on set or you know whatever. So I didn't find it, I don't find it challenging at all to keep busy or to stay creative because my brain's always in overdrive, always thinking of something, always sort of doing or creating or thinking of a story or annoying just to kind of write something for me or, (laughs) you know, something, you know, there's always something going on in my brain and, and um, it it sort of never stops. It's, it's, it's constant, but, um, but, you know, I I have other things that I love to do as well, like music and, and, and all sorts of different stuff. So, it's impossible it's like it was a forced downtime which was actually quite nice for me for a change and and sort of made me stop and go oh oh yeah I can actually get all this stuff done that I couldn't do before so it was great I loved it obviously it was a terrible time for a lot of people and I don't mean to make light of that but um I I found it a really great time to just focus on being creative and being having the time to just do story and create characters and create worlds, which I love to do as a producer, as a creative producer, which I don't always get to do on projects. So it was really good that way.
0: Yeah. Marie?
5: Yeah. I feel like time is a big thing for me as well, because I usually feel that inspiration comes easily. Like I walk down the street and I get inspired or I read the newspaper and I think, Oh yeah, I have to do film or story, a scene about this. But actually finding the time and also the focus to follow through with an idea. I feel like that's where I start to really get creative. And sometimes it's just about everything else falling through um, or me actually getting bored. Like for me, I feel like boredom up to a certain amount is a good thing because it gives me the, the time to remember what I want to do. And um, I might have a, had a very busy week, but at the end of it, uh, in my downtime, I'll be like, oh, I wanted to write this week, but I didn't write anything because I didn't find the time and I didn't um, follow through with it. So I feel like time is a big issue and also focus to realize like, where do I, where do I want to go and where I want to go is I want to work creatively. And that is what's important to me. So if I spend the whole week writing emails, I will find the time and focus to be creative and to get the creative juices flowing. Yeah. And
0: Annie? Annie?
2: Um, I would say in terms of staying creative, um, write everything down, never throw anything away, always say whether it's physically written down, whether it's on your computer somewhere. Um, because the amount of times that I would quite often have small little snippets of ideas and I was like, rather, rather than get stressed and like, oh, I've got to make this into something big. I'll just put it down while it was there. And then quite a, a bit like the little play, I was talking about the the speed dating guy, um, that I'd kind of forgotten about, and not long before lockdown, I went back through my, cause that was from God, when I was in my acting training, so good over, over 10 years ago, um, that, that idea first sort of plopped out. Um, and that was in my head when the, the strings touched kind of happened. So, yeah, so don't throw anything away. Um, also uh, to echo what Jess was saying, go, yeah, go with what inspires you, not what you think you should do. Find what, uh, something also interesting I was reading recently is uh, it's, it's a really good exercise to go through what elements it is in the sort of stuff you like that inspires you that is what's the common theme so for me the the common theme is um some hidden machination hidden machinations going on under the surface that become revealed for me that that's kind of all i've noticed a lot of the ideas whether it's something that a film that involves time travel or interdimensional (laughs) stuff or whether it's a springs attached story with something going on in the relationship you don't know about that's the kind of thing that appeals to me so um it's worth I think it's worth sorting out and also connecting with other people I I think the I'd wanted to I'd felt like a writer for a long time and at school it was always although I'm dyslexic my actual stories were you know I would get good marks for those just no one could read them apart from teachers and took time to but um It was only when I started studying theatre and every week we had to write a short scene and then people would come up to me and say, oh, I really like that. Your scenes are always quite interesting and always have a, not necessarily brilliant writing necessarily, but just they they like the ideas. And so I think it's really important to bounce stuff off people. But people you trust, uh, there's the downside. I think Stephen King in his um, on-writing book says, don't just show everyone your stuff, even though you really want to. I think that's more for sort of novel writers. But he also says if you have a trusted person show it to that trusted person and i think that's that's really important and having working with these guys has been um you know uh, as they, they we've all bounced off each other i think and some of the other writers we've worked with as well yeah
0: yeah i think with toy uh, tony and i want to put our two cents in of what we say creative it's like I have a little whiteboard of like, I film my like ideas where this would be a good film at some point, And then I'll revisit it at some point. Like with the film challenge that we talked about earlier with the mystery box film challenge, like, yeah, I can do this for this. And I had an idea and I made a film last year, but Tony, I know, I know you have some inspiration ideas that you do.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I think uh, everybody's kind of hitting on the head and send it really hitting on the head of like, have a lot of different things going on in different stages so that when you, don't feel inspired on one for writing, you feel inspired on the other one for maybe editing. And if you don't feel inspired for editing, you feel inspired on the other one for breaking it down and for doing a script breakdown and producing. Mm-hmm. Like that whole idea of having a lot, bunch of balls in the air at various different heights I guess. You know, juggling different things and then going back and forth so that you don't ever feel like there's something that you don't feel inspired to do at that point. There's a lot of different mm-hmm. things out there that you're working on. There's a lot of different things for you to bounce back and forth between, which is really but I, that's the best way that I found. And also just finding that inspiration uh, to, to fuel the the projects as you're doing it. So, yeah. And it kind of a little bit riffing on the idea of inspiration. How do you guys kind of find ways to really support each other, but also, like, emerging filmmakers and, like, connect those? Because you have a lot of experience and are multidisciplinary with your your approaches. How do you find ways to, like, get new people into the fold of the collaboration? You know, I know you said, like, online groups as well, but just another, like, you can talk briefly on that. We'll start uh, maybe with Jess.
4: For me, it's, it's, I have a weird superpower that I have, and Luce knows this and has witnessed this. I have a really weird superpower. I'm very good at networking, and I don't know why. And I think it's possibly because I go into every opportunity expecting that I might make a new friend. And usually because I do that, I connect really well with other people and I file them away in my head for another day. So like I'll be working on something and go, oh, I really need like a, a great DOP for this project. And then I'll go, oh, I, I met that thing and I met that DOP and they were really fantastic. And I they would be perfect for this because they're interested in these things and the film is about those things and so I think for me the key is that I always try to connect with people on a human to human friendly kind of basis first and then from there I usually find inspiration or ideas that work really well for those specific people to work with and I think that's what's been really great about working with Andy and Marie and Lucinda is just that we all have these really great ways of connecting with each other, you know, that have been developed over working on this show. And, and when we got to hang out in Korea, even um, Andy and I got to film uh, an episode of another web series with another filmmaker who is based in Japan with another actor who also lives in Pennsylvania. So it's just like, (laughs) that's great. yeah, it was really wild. But I think the, the reason that worked so well is because again, you know, we were just open to having fun and playing with each other and being collaborative and, and, and we connected really well. And that's where the inspiration came from, you know, so my, my best advice to filmmakers who want to, to, to find people to work with and also to be inspired by those people is just to go into it with, like no expectations when you meet someone new but go in with the expectation you might make a friend and then you just never know what's going to happen once
3: you've made that connection yeah definitely um yeah i would definitely uh, agree with jess on 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 that you know networking is is imperative to to your career in this industry because you never know who you might meet but you do have to be open um a lot of people in networking scenarios will not talk to somebody if they're another actor or another writer or they want to talk to the money people they want to talk to the producers and and these days because everybody is a, a slash something you know it's it's worthwhile take not not taking anybody it's sort of like or is it taking, not taking somebody at face value, just sort of not, you know, judging somebody before you've even had a chance to talk to them? You know, I often don't tell people what I do when I talk to them in a networking scenario. I won't say that I'm a producer. I'll just sit and talk to them. Like, what do you do? Where are you from? What's your passion? Like, what do you want to do with your career? What are you trying to get into? Um, because then I know I can potentially help steer them in a possible direction. But if I tell, if I usually tell people that I'm a producer first up, They'll be like, oh, oh, I've got a great script. Can you read it? I'm like, no, I don't really want <laughs> to or, 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 or can you find me money? <laughs> can you find me money? Or yeah. can you find You're me a producer. money? Yeah, And there are very, very many different types of producers. There, there are producers that find money. There are creative producers. There are production producers, post producers, whatever. There's a bunch of them. But one of the biggest things for me is that growing up uh, and wanting to be an actor and wanting to be in the film industry, I never had somebody say to me, this is what you need to do um you know so it was very difficult to find my way I left the industry went out of it got back into it went out of it got back into it and I was very disheartened with it and and I felt like I was never going to achieve my dream so I started at it quite late in life about 31 I decided to move to Vancouver and pursue my acting career but one of the things that I really want to do is is as somebody now who's been in the industry for you know technically 35 but 10 years as a producer um, I really want to help people. I want to help the me's of the world that didn't have somebody to sort of help them. So I try to help as many people as I can with advice or just something that kind of gives them something to go on, something to start their journey with, just a foot in the right direction, a step in the right direction. So for me it's very important to help anybody and everybody who's passionate about filmmaking or who loves to tell stories or just wants to have a crack at it and and is eager to do it. Um, it's very important to me to sort of talk to people and try to help them as much as possible. So that's how I do it. I, I, I work on a lot of films for free. I give a lot of advice for free. I mentor a lot of people for free um, because I never had that. So that's mm-hmm. sort of my that's my sort of goal. That's how I do it. Well, that's, yeah, oh. that's
0: great. I think it's with... Um it's important to collaborate with people. I think sometimes you might be blocking yourself if you're like, I don't want to talk to this person or we're in competition with each other. We're not in a competition with each other. Even here, It's just getting people out. We're here to help you as best we can. If we have, if we're available, like I'm available to help like production design or be your script supervisor or even be your graphic designer. I can do that. Or like Tony can be your sound guy for a day or things like that. We just help each other and, propel
3: each other forward you, you bring up a, you bring up a very good point in terms of competition this is not a competition we've got to stop mm-hmm. we've got to stop treating each other like we're competition because we're just shooting ourselves in the foot we've got to help each other you know you you sort of you send the elevator back down that's one way of doing it but you know the other day somebody asked me to line produce their film and you know I, I'm, I'm I've been producing films for a long time now but you know what it's really quite nice to just be able to go you know what? Yeah, I'll just line produce the film for I Just do a budget. Just do this. It's it's nice and it's and it's kind of like ah, oh, cool. You know, it, it it gives you a break and you you help that person out. Um, yeah. You know, I've I've been runners for for films. I, you just you just help because like you know you just never know um, who's gonna make the next. You know who's gonna be the next Stephen King, and you're not doing it for that reason. But it's nice to support people like that who have passion who have talent um who are just trying to get a leg up in the industry and, and that's what you've got to kind of do you know especially um uh, women you know and people of minority you, you know who haven't had those opportunities as much um you know so yeah i think it's super important that we don't treat each other like competition we just support each other you know
0: i think um Speaking of representation, we'll, and we'll, I'll ask this question, and then we'll go to our final question and start kind of wrapping up. But if there's anyone still watching, feel free to comment. We'll, And if you have any questions okay. for any of them, we'll be sure to answer them. We'll see. Feel free to comment. But it, the impact of representation of them and why does it might you speak on getting people from different countries, different ethnic backgrounds, why is that so important? If anyone wants to take Marie? it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> If Andy wants, and because to... it is, because it is. <laughs> <It's important. laughs> but if I, Andy personally,
2: wants to... I was just going to say for, for me, it was a, a no-brainer. So my, I come from a very mixed family. So um, growing up with my my dad's twin brother married a lady from Barbados in the late 60s, and I grew up with my cousins um at school in in the 70s when it was england was a lot it was well maybe not just england but in england there's a lot of racism going (laughs) not not just england (laughs) well in the 70s it felt like it but um yeah it was the things were terrible um Mm. and my kids are, are japanese british so and i've sort of seen them working through their identities as they've grown up into young adulthood because they're, they're kind of 21 and 25 now but um so yeah for me it was a no-brainer it was like as soon as we made it a series and then oh we've got a german episode wouldn't it be really cool if each episode was in who knows what language and then also obviously it get be great to get some representation in there because um, I know how important it is for people's identity to see themselves represented in a positive way in in this sort of like media everywhere that we we see day in day out and it's as a even as a, a white guy from a mixed family like mine it's easy to forget how you know how little there is it's got much better recently and it's just i think it's something we need to continue and push for and redress the balance yeah anyway marie do you want
0: to add anything Yeah, I just wanted to
5: add that I feel like thinking about representation, um, whatever project you do matters as long as what we see on screen and where the money goes is not portraying the world we live in. And I feel like as long as that's the case, we have to keep in mind, is this how we want to do it? Or is there a way of giving a voice to someone else who might need it right now or... um, who can give inspiration that hasn't been seen before. I feel like apart from the fact that some uh, voices that like some voices have been missing um, or have been underrepresented the past decades or hundreds of years, I also feel like we're missing out on so much. I mean, working with so many different people on this was wonderful because I saw... How people um, act in Norwegian and yes, it is different and it's beautiful and uh, also talking about the differences that we see and that we want to change helps um, the dialogue and brings it further. So I feel like that's why representation still matters because it's not the not it's not a given yet. so as long as it's not, we got to think about it.
0: send in Jess. Um. I- I
4: agree. Go for it, <laughs> Yeah, <Anyway, laughs> no, I mean, oh, I'm you just know, I, say, either, I, I yeah. agree. Yeah. I mean, like like, it, I think I the think. thing that was really wonderful about, um, you know, getting to work with so many different creatives on the show was just that, you know, it wasn't just about, you know, like as Marie said, you know, we have a duty to make sure that we're not just putting a whole bunch of white people on screen. But like we also just really wanted to see these stories. Like we were just really excited to see a bunch of stories from people that have different experiences than us. And I think, you know, it's, you know, if you're thinking about, you know, your project and wanting to to be a part of the conversation and to improve representation on screen and and you're not really sure how to do it, I mean, just get excited about the fact that you're going to get to see something that you might not have seen before. You might you might be able to experience something that you couldn't have even imagined because you've you know you've decided that you are going to work with people that that deserve to be seen and deserve to be heard.
3: Yeah. I think you know it, it's one of those things where love um, supersedes race, culture, color, everything you know, gender, whatever. <laughs> We're, we're human and we're all searching for for love and we're all trying to find somebody to connect with and to to take people out of the equation just because of you know where they've come from is just stupid it's it's pathetic and it's ridiculous and it's got to stop and you know we all and, and culturally we have different approaches to it and that's what's fascinating is it is that we all have an innate need for it it's built within our DNA. But depending on where you come from or where you're born, the approach to it can be vastly different, which is fascinating. It's just fascinating. And and the fact that we don't want to learn that or there are people out there that don't want to see that represented on TV or in films is just nuts to me because it's it's beautiful and it's fascinating and it's, it's what makes us, it connects us and makes us vastly different at the same time, and I love that. Yeah,
0: that's great. Tony, anything you want to yeah. ask them or?
3: Uh
1: no. Before our last question, I, just so that we can let everybody know that's listening and going to watch later, like where could you find strings attached, and what's the future of the project, as well as other projects that the group's doing?
3: Yeah. Any, Andy, if you <laughs> want to
1: take it, yeah, yeah.
3: Nothing. Silence.
1: <laughs> I was just being very aware of letting someone else. Build it. <laughs> <laughs> well. Andy, whoever wants to uh, jump in as far as just so people know where what the process, like where it is in terms of if they want to watch it eventually, you know.
3: Well, we are hoping to have it, uh, you know, streaming. Um, you know, it, it is sort of hope. I, I believe we're going to see it soon. No uh, definite sort of details yet, but we are working okay, on, awesome. you know, we're signing contracts and paperwork at the moment to get it out there, which is exciting. Great. Um but um, did anybody else want to add anything to that?
4: No. I mean, if you yes, if you maybe. Uh, if you if you love watching film festivals and you attend film festivals, we have been featured across a number of them so far this yeah. year. I think we've gotten into yeah. seventeen. At the last count,
2: wow. maybe
4: eighteen. I've got to double check those numbers, but uh, I, I know we've been in a lot. So, got
3: to uh, double check that Google Doc. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, yes. I know that we're, we're going to be screening at the upcoming New Zealand Webfest in New Zealand. We're also screening at the uh, Short Film Awards, The Sophies in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Andy, Marie, do you remember anywhere else that we're screening coming up?
5: Right now, we're uh, part of the online festival for Seattle. That is still going on. Is. So if you want to check that out, you can watch uh, some some parts of Strings Attached There.
2: Yeah, how many and episodes are you showing in Seattle?
1: Uh, it's, it's just one episode, is it, uh, Seattle? Uh, yeah, just the one episode. Yeah, but so so, um, so if people follow along on the social on your Instagram, yeah. they'll be able to see all yeah. that, which would be great. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll be shouting about it when it <laughs> when everything's viewable. We'll be great, just, go here, <laughs> watch it finally because we're desperate
2: to show, show it to to everyone. Mm. Um, really, the the little bits of screenings we've done for people we know, and obviously festivals, have, thank God, liked it. Um, but yeah, we have had such a <laughs> nice response from people. And it would be good to Great. have people just watch the whole thing.
1: And,
4: and, mm. and Yeah. I mean, we laugh about it, but it is it is really wild when you make something and then people get to watch it and then they enjoy it. Because you, especially this project, you know, we've been in this bubble for just over two years and it's been really intense and a lot of hard work. And, and then when people see it, what we've made, it's like, oh, we're not in that bubble anymore. Suddenly that bubble... is is either bigger Mm. because people have come into it to watch it or the bubble has burst and, like, it's now out there in festivals and people are having a great time watching it. It's Mm. very wild and fantastic at the same time.
2: I I get such a kick out of watching, for example, uh, the Melbourne uh, thing you sent a couple of videos when people were watching stuff, like a room full full of people giggling at something, like a little joke. (laughs) It's like it's literally the other side of the planet and someone's laughing at something I was involved in. That's lovely beautiful mm.
0: yeah yeah it's great awesome. but um our final question is for everybody what advice would you give to up-and-coming filmmakers we could start with just
3: run no <laughs> no. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry.
4: no i mean i look i think at the end of the day if it's something that you really want to do you will you will keep finding a way to do it because you know i I think we can all speak from direct experience. We know how hard it is to make anything. And so there are so many easier things to do out there. Oh my God, like if you could literally do any other job. And I'm, I can tell you now, aside from rocket science or becoming a neurosurgeon, there's pro, like most things are easier than filmmaking in terms of its accessibility or its financial you know, compensation. But if you love it enough and you and you can't seem to shake it, you know, it's one of the best things you can possibly do is to be a storyteller in this world and to talk about the human
1: experience.
4: So if you if you're ever unsure, if you've got a doubt, listen to your gut
3: and your gut
4: will keep you on the right path. It'll keep you on the path you're supposed to be on.
3: Uh, For me, I always tell people passion, perseverance, patience, you know, you've got to keep at it. It's not something that most overnight successes took 15 years plus. Um, It's not an easy path to follow, but if it's your dream, um, don't listen to people that tell you you can't follow your dreams. You've you've just got to go after it and do it, and it's going to be hard. It's It's not always going to be fun, but at the end of the day, you're either going to, you know, die knowing that you went after something you were passionate about and loved and were happy doing pretty much 99% of the time, or you're going to die going, well, I worked at an office job for 40 years of my life and I always wanted to be this, but oh well. I mean, the choice is easy for for myself because it's just clear cut, but um, I do always encourage people to quit their day jobs and go after their their dream job because while you're relying on a plan B, you're not going to give it all you've got you know, and it's hard mm-hmm. and it doesn't work and that, that's not for everybody. Some people need that plan B and need that job every day and that helps them, but um, you've got to give it 150%. Otherwise, it's it's not going to get you there.
5: True, yeah, and I, I think also based on that, I would say just do the next step, whatever it is, whether it is stop the worrying and just get started or whether it is... Finally finish it and stop, you know, trying to make it perfect, just get it out there. And the second thing I would say is enjoy the process more than anything you hope will come from the result. Like enjoy failing, enjoy starting stuff with people that doesn't come through, that doesn't work out, learn from it, and then start another process and just move on. I think it's so helpful to get going and not get stuck in worrying or planning
2: something.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. And Andy?
2: I was, gonna say, I was gonna say something very similar to that really. Just just do it. Um, if you're sat there with an idea and it's it's so easy to not, it's so easy to just let things plod along. Um, and I guess to, to bring it back to the theme of our show, they say it's better to have loved and lost than never loved to talk. And I think yeah, that's it's the same with doing a project. Just do it, even if it fails. You'll always learn something, you'll always learn something. If it fails, you'll learn something from it. Um, and and also the only other thing I wanted to add was mm-hmm. do, do stuff for the passion. Don't do it because you think it's gonna get you recognition or it's gonna be get you loads of money or it's gonna get you this, that, and the other mm-hmm. because that's like going into a relationship because <laughs> you're gonna be in a, get to the end and you'll uh, being married, it's like you didn't get
3: into the relationship
2: you like the person. You know? mm. So, yeah.
3: So. I I was going to say also one one piece of advice that I do give people is never make your baby first. If it's your baby, if it's your, ba- your script that you've spent hours and years writing and, and it's, the, it's the film that you really want to make, don't do it first. Cut your teeth on other people's projects see all of the mistakes, learn all of the mistakes through making other people's projects and other people's films. And then when you've got a few um, sort of experiences behind you, then potentially look at it. But, yeah, never never do your project, your baby project first. Yes.
0: Amazing. So great and great way to end our Scranton Talks for this morning and at night for everybody.
3: <laughs> 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 Quarter past one in the morning, but it's, you know, I yeah, hey, great. it's okay.
0: <laughs> but, um, I just want to thank everyone so much for joining us for our Scranton Talks with the executive producers of Strings Attached, Andy Wolf, Lucinda Bruce, Jessica Hutchinson, and Marie Forrester. It's been a pleasure. It was so much fun talking with all of you. you I you hope so we get to meet in person at some point. Yes, please. Thank
3: you. It's been awesome. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for having us. It's been amazing. Yeah, yeah, so
0: we have, with the Independent Film Creative Hub, we have wonderful events coming up. So be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on what we have going on. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can see any of our previous talks, including this one. And feel free to message us if you would like to be on this show because we like to share people's creative journeys and their filmmaking experience. You don't have to be a super professional. You can be starting out. You can be experienced. We love to talk to you. You can message us directly on Facebook and Instagram. Um, the Independent Film Creative Hub is here for you is geared to help filmmakers reach the potential of becoming successful creative artists. And be sure to visit our website, ourcreativehub.com, and join our directory. And it's free to sign up. So it's been a pleasure, everyone. Thank you for joining us, and we'll Thank see you guys soon. Thank Thanks you
3: so very much. much <laughs> right. Bye. For you later. Bye. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much again for spending some time with us on the Sprint and Talks podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and our Facebook page, the Independent Film Creative Hub, where you can stay up to date on what we have going on in the area and all our next and Talks. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel where all our past broadcasts and talks are there to watch in case you can't make our live broadcast. And we are also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify where we put all the audio recordings of our talks here for you to listen. Be sure to go to our website, ourcreativehub.com to sign up to our directory. It's free for you and connect with us. If you would like to be on Scranton Talks, we would love to have you. Uh, Feel free to message us on our Facebook page and Instagram, and we'll be able to set up the best time and day to do that. Uh, We'd love to hear about your creative journeys. If you have anything, you don't have to be a professional. You can be starting out, a student. Uh, We would love to have you on our show. You can follow Strings Attached on their Instagram page. And be sure to check out our next episode. We'll be talking with Dan Kimbrough. He is the artistic director of the Taking Up Space Film Festival that just happened at the Scranton Fringe Festival. Um, It's a wonderful film festival and had its first year. So be sure to check out that episode, episode. And we'll hope to see you again soon. That's a wrap.